Biamches. Greetings, Biamches. I believe that's how you're meant to say it. <laughs> there's a there's a right way to say the word Biamches. No, there's a right way to preface the word Biamches. Oh, no, there? there's not. You can say what you want. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that clarity. Because <laughs> I, I, I will continue saying what I want when I want. How are you not freezing? You're in a cold. t-shirt. I'm I bet a... you don't even have a vest on. The t-shirts are vests. They are. Is are they? Why would you wear a vest under a t-shirt? For double warmth. What sort of psychopath does that? Me. <laughs> wow, that's weird. That's I've got like, about ten layers on. That's like wearing underpants under boxer shorts. Why you? What? What? Oh, why why did your brain shut was, down? No, I was thinking through the logic of that. Oh. <laughs> I wear vests under t-shirts if it's cold. Yeah, well, you get cold easily, don't you? I do. You're one of those people. Yep. Hey everyone, we're entering a new era of Biampod. This is the era when Sanya was aware of of Marillion. I know. This is my era, guys. Yeah, so we are starting to talk sounds that can't be made. Yes. The first Marillion album you ever heard, Sanya, wasn't it? Because you had introduced me to Marillion's music gradually by osmosis by playing them in the car and is it you know okay, what's, in the what, house. What, how would you define osmosis like that i just absorbed the music I, I from the little, atmosphere i was a bit more proactive than that i think were you well that special cd i gave you <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> when we liked each other <laughs> yeah the love it. cd the love cd well <laughs> no it wasn't apparently it was just like oh i do i do mixtapes okay. for all my friends oh, threw it across the it's room been at nearly me 13 years let it go i'll never let it go let it go i was shy I was yeah, shy. understatement. I was intimidated by you, by your beauty, dear. Wow. <laughs> okay, right answer. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how you save the situation. Yeah, the situation. Oh, finally, I've saved it after thirteen. No, years. you that's haven't. I'll, I'll still bring <laughs> it up. Thirteen years of trying. <laughs> I'll, I'll still bring <laughs> to it up to salvage this situation, as we call our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> the situation. I'm in a situation. <laughs> um. Yes, but I mean, yeah, obviously, I think by the time, I mean, what did it come out at the end of 2012, October, something like that, I think sounds that can't be made. So, you know, you'd had a year or so of Marillion being being injected into your brain. Yeah, but I'd never experienced the phenomenon, which is a new album coming out, where there's so much excitement and build up and hype and everyone's kind of at the edge of their seats wondering what the new album will contain. Uh, It's really exciting. Well, it had been as well at that point, the longest gap we'd ever had between albums. Oh, had it ever? Yeah, yeah. How long had it been? it It was going to be, yeah, it was about four years, something like that. I mean, oh, four, wow. four years now by current Marillion standards is nothing, uh, but back then it was it. That was a big gap. Oh wow! Yeah, well, it had been a difficult album to make. Yes, uh, which has been well documented, as we know. I mean, it was worth it because the result is fantastic. Yeah, you're jumping ahead. Sorry, we're not covering Spoilers. the album itself yet. <laughs> Spoilers. We're not doing that. Oh, this is now. the road to. Sound. The sound to the sound. This is the road to the. Oh, this is the road to sound. What on earth? Oh, you, God, you are you having a stroke? Again, I've just are you having it. a stroke? This is. 
The Road to the City of Sound. Okay, just, you've got to I'm stop doing it, it again. You're... Just make it stop, please. Oh, my God. I'm having a stroke now. You've, you've given me a stroke. <laughs> I should be so lucky. Um, oh, Paul. Uh, oh, I've eaten too much. <laughs> my lunch is really sat heavily in my belly. Do ten oh. star jumps. No, because I think I'll throw up if I do that. It's really it's sat like a brick. Oh dear. Um, so let me just read you uh, a couple of things. These were these were from Marillion's news pages. Oh yeah, wait, just a quick question. So how long after the previous album had Happiness is the Road? Is that right? Yeah, I'm really bad with facts. Everyone, well, that was, don't know by I, now. I mean, that's that was October 2009. So if you class that as an album, which I know Marillion officially do. How how long after that when news came out that we are we have begun the creation of the next album? We knew. Well, less is more was a, was released by them some time because I think after you know they'd had a a long run of huge creativity. You know they'd done. A double album with marbles, followed by a single album, followed by a double album, all in relatively quick succession, as well as tours and the like. So they needed to give themselves some some space so they could create again. Uh, and that's why they did Less Is More, to sort of recharge their batteries, but also not go too long between releases. So that was released a year after Happiness Is The Road. Mm. Um, but we know... They did start writing properly in 2010. Oh, wow. Well, that's not that much of a gap then. Early 2010. But uh, that stopped. <laughs> they, 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 did, they intended, I think, to release the album, you know, probably 2011, maybe, end of 2010. Right. But... Uh, Things went awry relatively quickly that they rushed into it. Things weren't flowing. So maybe they they hadn't given themselves enough time to just decompress. Well, that, that seems to be the, the consensus like now. Yeah, that's certainly the consensus. Well, let me read you this because this would have answered some of your questions. But, okay. But you chose to jump in. That's And that's fine. That's, that's your just, prerogative. Yeah, that's what I do. So um, Rothers posted on April the 9th, 2010... It's good to be home after our two weeks in Portugal. I mean, you know, if you know what's coming next, uh, there's a lot you can read into that sentence, <laughs> shall we say. Uh, we had a very memorable stay. Again, you can read something into that in a beautiful part of Portugal, uh, culminating in a great concert, the Casa de Villa Verde. Um, so that was... That was uh, April the 9th that Rothers posted that. 2010. Ten. Yes. Uh, so they they did play some festival shows that summer, but um, we... Well, we'd... We, me and my mates, we'd heard some things on the grapevine that um, perhaps all was not entirely well in the Marillion camp. Now, you know, we're all of us sort of relatively on the outside of the sort of the, the inner sanctum of the Marillion sphere. So for us to have heard it, there must have been rumours flying. 
um, you know, there really must have been. Yeah, I didn't know how much how much to believe it what we heard, but the sense we got secondhand, admittedly, was that was that um, the band were at risk of splitting up. God, that uh, that must have been a bit worrying. Well, it was to a point, but clearly word coming officially out of the Marillion camp was business as usual. Oh, you know, okay. We yeah. knew there were festival shows coming up. There was talk of the 2011 Marillion weekends. You know, all of that seemed to be going ahead. Um, however, on the 15th of October, H put a message up on the Marillion uh, website, which which was titled, uh, The Truth Is Out There. And he wrote, Greetings to all and a happy autumn. Once again, I find myself wondering where the year went. Must be an age thing. Or perhaps it, time really is speeding up. Anyway, we've been starting to hear murmurs from the faithful, wondering just when the next studio album is likely to appear. There's also a quiet, quieter murmur that Marillion are splitting up. I guess that if you're impatiently waiting for our next recorded work, you could be forgiven for wondering how it's going and where we have gone. So here's the truth. We all went off to Portugal in the spring to spend a couple of weeks jamming and to kickstart the creative process, which would lead to an album of new songs. During this period, it became apparent to us that we weren't really ready to put together our best ever piece of work. Sure, interesting things were coming out of the jams, which, with work, could have been gathered together and consolidated into some interesting new music, but at some point in the process, the five of us realised that the juice wasn't flowing. We could either power on through and make an album that we weren't really ready to create or take a little time out to recharge our spirit. Personally, I needed a little more time to think. As the lyricist, after so many albums, I felt I had already said all I wanted to say. I feel my lyrics have been and should be true things, words which reflect my innermost feelings. However, this means I must dig something from the core of myself whilst avoiding the observations and philosophies I have already explored in the past. Nobody wants to hear me repeating myself for the rest of my musical life. I think this is also true of the music. So to cut a long story short, we decided to chill out of the writing and concentrate on the live shows which have been dotted across 2010. Uh, then there's some stuff, uh, blah, 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 about DVDs uh, that were coming out. And then he says, over the last few weeks, we have resumed working in twos and threes at the studio jamming and trying new ideas which have come to us during the time off, and I'm pleased to say that I can feel good things emerging now. We have decided to continue the process without stressing over the clock with the intention of making our next album when we feel we're ready and not until. It's great to be in a band which has the freedom, for which we must thank you, to visit so many different areas of music and to be free of the burden of self-consciousness of the market, the demographic and the desperate struggle for the hit which ties so many professional musicians into a creative rut. We're very fortunate to be able to approach our art with such purity of aim and lack of compromise. It's a luxury and, although we insist on it, we don't take it for granted. So how's it going? It's going well. The five of us are enjoying each other's company both personally and creatively. And everyone's relaxed and looking forward to the immediate as well as the distant future. I imagine the next album will emerge during 2011, but we're not at the stage yet where we can promise. So, uh, we know there was a bit more to it than that because uh, 
H certainly has been quite candid about it, as he tends to do on Corona Diaries, that in Portugal there was a big row. If I recall, um, he was in the middle of buying a house and Lynetta, his wife, wasn't well. Um, he wasn't ready to go over there. So the rest of the band had gone early and begun jamming. Um, and then I think he was possibly rocked up in a slightly bad mood because they'd been, they're committed to doing this show while they were there. Um, so, you know, I don't want to recap it fully because I wasn't there. But based upon what, what has been mentioned publicly, there was some sort of blow up around a song about a soul singer. Um, that was the topic of the song. Uh, and Mark, I believe, said he didn't like the lyrics. Um, and H snapped back about how he didn't like the music they'd been working on and that he felt it was all a bit too kind of wiggly wiggly prog. Um, and so words were exchanged and uh, they then basically they didn't speak to each other for months at all. And according to H on Corona Diaries, they still never spoken about the incident to this day. They just kind of came back together to <laughs> play their shows and the like. Oh, uh, wow. Just like, let's forget about it, move past it. Well, that's a sort of very, um, I don't know. I was going to say it's such a blokey thing to do, but I'm sure there are women that do, oh, I think it's, that do that. You know, I think especially if you've had an argument or had a, a rough patch and it's because of stress or pressure in other areas of life or you're tired or burnt out I think you know I know we've certainly had arguments when we've been just overwhelmed and tired and burnt out and I know how I feel in those situations it's like such a dumb argument let's just move on like I just I don't even it's like it's not worth bringing it up again Mm. um and that's the sense I'm getting that that they were kind of at a place of burnout and it's and I respect them taking a break because I think it's so important when you do creative work mm. to have as as the cycle of the seasons works in nature you always have winter where the fields are fallow and the leaves are not on the trees and you're just resting mm. you know you have nighttime you, it's not always daytime. You have nighttime where it's time to sleep. It's time to rest. When your cells regenerate, your body replenishes its energy if you rest properly. Um, and, if, you know, I certainly know from you as well in your creative work that you benefit so much from having time away and changing atmosphere and um, changing your environment as a way of inspiring your imagination and being able to continue with your work. Yeah, but I mean, I think that was their thinking of why they went to Portugal because they'd written their albums up to that point, you know, on the, the that since they got the Racket Club, they were just there, which, you know, the Racket Club is basically just a, you know, business centre unit. It, it, it's, yeah, okay, it's sort of been given a few uh, hippy-dippy, bells and whistles like fairy lights and wall hangings and things but it's still a fundamentally a concrete shell that um you know and and 
if you're going to the same place every day, then yeah, absolutely. I could imagine how you would go, well, how is this, <laughs> how is this going to inspire me? But uh, yeah, which is why now, and they did it first of all with this album, why they now go to finish the albums at the at Real World Studios because the atmosphere there feels oh, different right. and energises them, yeah. I think. I mean, but what I mean is like sometimes it's not enough just to change at atmosphere or change your environment in order to continue working sometimes you just need to stop working for a while yeah yeah to yeah. do something fun or just to do something completely different yeah. in order to recharge that side of you that oh, part yeah. of that work or that particular area of your life and brain but i've always said this about writing that that not writing is part of the process yeah as it, yeah, yeah, and if you try and push it too much, like, no, no, we must continue, we have to keep going, it's easier to, when you've got nothing left to, nothing left in the tank, it's easier to end up having arguments and stuff. Yeah, but I think, um, according to H anyway, it, 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 was, uh, it was certainly more than just an argument. You know, they oh. apparently really did, yeah. you know, perhaps for five minutes split up or come very close to it. Uh, yeah, the closest that they've come since uh, these five guys have been together. It was the biggest crisis that they've had. But I think looking at the, their trajectory since, uh, it, it, you know, and particularly now and on the last tours and, you know, recent years, it seems like they're more harmonious than ever uh, mm. as a unit. So yeah, they've said as much. Perhaps that happening. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Led them to kind of because what? How did they get over it? They it was just taking six months away Keeping from each other, keeping away from each other, and then just carrying on. I guess I don't know. I don't want to speak for them. So I guess I don't know. But uh, and again, this is all just paraphrasing from Corona Diaries, really. Uh, and you know, H really can only speak for himself. I think Mark but mentioned it in his th- book. Mark did mention it, and yeah. I think it's it's they just sort of realised what they had to lose. Yeah, uh, you know, and what they had, and so um, you know, which is they talk about it as well, and they have talked about it of late of why they find it uh, so invigorating having L- Lewis on tour with them. Is it Lewis or Louis? I never know. That's two. Lewis Jardim. I never know if it's Lewis or Louis. That's terrible. I, I never it? know with anyone who's called that spelled that way, <laughs> whether it's Lewis or Louis, because our son's dog is called Louis. Yes, but that's spelled with an e at the end. Is it L O U I E? Well, that's different. But if it's L O U I S, who knows? Doesn't matter. Anyway, that guy. The dr- <laughs> The percussionist. The guy who shakes his uh, his rattlers. <laughs> um, yeah, they've talked about how invigorating that is because having him there, they, they sort of see what they've got through his eyes and his excitement. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, they said the same with friends from the orchestra that, yeah. you know, perhaps they were guilty of becoming a bit jaded about touring and, you know, they, they've been able to sort of see it afresh. Mm. So... Um, yeah, you know, I, I, at the end of the day, I think doing anything can become a job. Mm. You know, whether you even if it's creative. Well, uh, absolutely. Well, like we said, you know, the creativity has to come from somewhere, 
And sometimes you just need you you do need to have a pause in order to replenish. Yeah. That battery. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they they hadn't really stopped, and they had obviously had in the early or the, in the the first decade of the two thousands an incredibly sort of purple patch of of creativity. Uh, you know, not all of it was great second disc of happiness is the road maybe some of that wasn't brilliant but they did some of their my favorite songs during that decade Uh, you know and you only have to look at marbles that alone you know if they'd only released marbles in you know between whatever it was 2003 and 2012 i think everyone would have said yep that's enough (laughs) you've you've contributed enough to the world of music uh but you know they they didn't they carried on they put out other albums and uh uh an acoustic album and carried on touring and putting on big weekends and so on. So, you know, it's, I I get why they were burnt out. I get why they had to have that, that break. And I get why they might've, as you sort of say, you know, kind of had a stupid argument over something that perhaps looking back, they kind of wasn't important. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's like, if I know that we've argued because, because of tiredness or burnout, Mm or pressures in other areas of life. Like to me, that kind of cancels out the argument. It's like, it's not even, it's like, it's not something serious. No. It's literally just, it's just a a result of being strung out. Yeah. Uh, what, what I take away from it is, uh, I, I, I want to know what that soul singer song was, was about. Oh. It's one of those kind of great Marillion lost songs, like Power. Oh, so it Power was recorded. Was no, it wasn't recorded. Or great H lyrics that certainly, you know, oh. Power was a, a sort of lost song for a long time because, you know, they would often mention Power and then it wasn't until Sounds That Can't Be Made that they finally managed to pull it into a shape oh, good enough wow. to be on an album. But there was also another one. Um, there was another song from, from these writing sessions that has yet to to emerge um that h mentions on the website mm. uh which he says was a song about paris oh right uh that's all he says that they they you know we've been in uh we've been in the studio today working on a new song about paris paris which may or may not see the light of day depending on whether the band get excited about it so i guess they didn't but at least they didn't nearly split up over it so <laughs> there yeah. is that uh you know mm. Oh, well, I wonder if we'll see the lyrics or pieces of music from either of these songs appear in some other form, reincarnate into a different version. Well, they of talk about now how, or H certainly does, how he doesn't need to do solo stuff anymore because he sort of scratches that itch in Marillion. Uh-huh. So. I don't know, you know, any of these sort of lost songs, you know, we're not necessarily going to see them on a, um, on a, on a solo album, but mm. I would love to, to see some of his out, other lyrics. Yeah. But maybe unless like, you know, the ship really has sailed, they might come out as pieces within other songs. Well, maybe they have, we don't songs. know, you know, yeah. who knows? Even maybe. if it's not like the whole chunk of it, like yeah. it could be like little bits here and there. Well, you sort of see that, um, when I've seen some of sort of Fish's written down lyrics, there were there were bits that you kind of go, oh, that ended up in that song, that ended mm. up in that. Um, but I would, I'd just be fascinated. And, you know, we were talking about this the other day, 
uh, how, you know, I know he doesn't, uh, you know, feel the urge to do a, a, a full-on solo album anymore, but I love Ice Cream Genius and yeah. I, I love the... Uh, Hogarth Barbieri album, which I don't know if you, you have never heard it. I've heard it again by osmosis. Right. We're going to do it, because but I haven't because it, like, it came out same, it. same year as just Shot. before. Um, oh yes, yes, I remember. Yeah, so yeah, I remember like listening to it when you had it on at the time. I've just never sort of sat down with headphones on to properly listen to it myself. So we will, we will, um, we will cover it at some point. But um, but I would love him to do an album in an H Natural style, just him and piano. Oh, H Natural, the album. Yeah. But yeah, with, I reckon with, that could you know, really work. He must have kind of bits of songs here and there. You know, yeah. I'd like a properly recorded version of it. It's a song called Victoria Station that is on um, a couple of his H Natural live albums that has never been recorded. But it's a beautiful song. So an H Natural studio album. I'd love it. Yeah, that would be cool. I'd love it. Yeah, I know the I know the the live albums are great, but with original music, you know, and perhaps a couple of choice covers. Yeah, just putting it out there, just saying it, everyone. <laughs> it's better we can be bothered these days. That's what it boils down to. I get all of them. Up, well, I guess it know. depends on how busy the band are with band stuff. Well, it seems like how much time constantly. they've got. Yeah, if they're I mean, touring Pete, and stuff. And Pete surely albums. is a, a clone because he must. How, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how does he do what he does? Well, I, I looked at, this is the thing, because in this gap between uh, Less Is More and Sounds That Can't Be Made, I was looking at what each of the band members got up to. Yeah. And Pete, is just, it's just constant. Where does you he know, get his energy from? Transatlantic tour. He did uh, Edison's Children. I want that Child- kind of energy. Edison's Children album, their first album. Um, mind you, Rothers was actually quite busy during the, this period as well. Oh, was it? Um, he's, well, he's, been peri- he's, he's been quite busy this year, it seems, as well, the last few years. He goes out with his, his best friends, doesn't he, to play all his uh, Rothers shows. Uh, so, yeah, in um, I, I had a look at sort of what they were all doing. So Mark was obviously involved with the um, Featured Artist Coalition, which was, you know, for campaigning for the rights of... Um, featured artists are basically those with their name on the cover of albums so not like not kind of session musicians so big bands so you had you know another uh, member of the organisation is like the drummer from Pink Floyd so it wouldn't be like some guy who just plays you're looking at me blankly I'm so confused is featured artists the name of I don't even know what to call it what is it I don't understand what featured featured artist well I have is it, is I mean, it I like it's, oh, just no, explained. but is it like a super group or is it? No, the coalition is, like I a, just said, it's a pressure group, pressure group, lobbying group <laughs> pressure for group. the rights of featured artists. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. And he was also the CEO until 2020 of the Phonographic Performance Limited, which was a British copyrighted music collective. No idea what that was. But he had to go and give... Uh, he says it said in like 2011. I had to last week. I had to go to London to give a 20 minute keynote speech to the Westminster Media Forum. I don't mind telling you that I was more nervous standing in front of the that audience than when we've played to 50,000 people. It must be something about having a bunch of keyboards to hide behind. Talking of, he uh, he played keyboards on uh, the second album by the band D Expus that year. So he 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 did do some stuff. Um, Pete uh, did. Uh, supported the reasoning with his friend Robin Bolt, 
and doing a little solo set and put out the album Acoustic Industry, which I confess I've never heard. And I, I don't know why, because I suspect I quite like it. It's just instrumental kind of guitar stuff sort of thing I like. Mm, nice. Yeah. Um, uh, play, he played a solo show for the Web Portugal, playing some Marillion songs. Would have been interesting. Uh, and then, of course, the first Edison's Children album, which had appearances from Rothers, Ian and H on it. You love Edison's They're Children. They're due don't you? another album out, aren't they? I don't know. It was only a couple of years ago that they had one. Oh, I thought I thought I remembered someone saying earlier this year that that there was a oh, I don't know. I'm probably I found, I found stuff a, up. a funny description of the album. <laughs> of which album? The, the of um, the Edison's Children one uh, in the last waking moments. Mm. It, which it was a seventy-two minute concept album about a man fighting to understand if a recent bizarre happening was reality or a descent into madness. <laughs> Sounds like my life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly <laughs> what I thought. Uh, <laughs> That's every day around here. Uh, Pete toured with Transatlantic. Um, Rothers started doing guitar clinics for the British Guitar Academy, where he would rock oh, up. Oh, that is talk cool. About his style, not his not his dress sense. <laughs> black, <laughs> black jacket and t-shirt. <laughs> He's back, everyone. <laughs> but uh, you can't see the butter stains. A what? Butter stains on it. Oh dear. Butter. Um. Even the cat's like looking away from you. She always does. She hates me. She doesn't. She loves you. She knows I'm a, I'm a dog man. Are you? You know I am. What do we know? Are you? you have never told me that. You know I'm a dog person. I always have. What? what? We've got cats though. You could at least say I like them both equally. They're fine. Oh, my God. I'm so offended on their behalf. They're fine. I don't dislike cats. But well, they probably can sense your disdain. I, I, okay. There's there's or a your... difference from going... There's there's. I never said I have disdain for the cats. I said I just prefer dogs. Dogs are don't listen friendlier. They don't care. Don't That's listen. my point. They do care. They don't care. They do. Tully, Tully comes to sit next to you every single evening yeah, for Boys Club. Yeah, I love him for it. But it's like there's Wait. people in life... That I like more than others. You, I like more than anyone. Well, I hope so. Right, but uh, you know, I'm not, but and there's other people I like, but I wouldn't want to share a bed with them. <laughs> For instance, well, hopefully that's everyone. <laughs> yeah, and and likewise with I don't dislike cats, but I wouldn't you just tolerate them. I wouldn't. You basically like I wouldn't let them... them lick my face. Is what I'm saying. Like I would a dog. They wouldn't want to lick your face because they're cats. Yeah. Cats don't do that. Their tongues are too rough anyway. Yeah, they're like sandpaper. Don't listen, Penny. They're, they're not nice and smooth like a dog's tongue. <laughs> oh, okay, there's everything wrong with that sentence, Paul. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> oh, like, no. So I just thrown up everyone. Um... <laughs> Well, there's also played on Genesis Revisited 2 um, by Steve Hackett, uh, adding his guitar to the song The Lamia by Genesis. Um, uh, what else did he do? God, he did. Um, he lectured for the BBC Introducing Musicians Masterclasses at Abbey Road and Maidervale Studios. Oh, wow. Um, which apparently appeared across BBC Radio's 1, 2, 6 Music and 1 Extra online. Oh, I'd have been curious about that. 
Um, he played a guest spot with his friends, Mr. So-and-so, um, and did a few Meridian songs. He also, and this is interesting, because as far as I know, this has never seen the light of day. He uh, he finished off some ideas for the soundtrack to a documentary about bullying for PBS in the States. Oh, wow, American. Yeah. <laughs> American! <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a hamburger for dinner, Sanya? Oh, cool. American. <laughs> <laughs> Yankee. Um, yeah. Uh, he also gave a master class British, for the British Guitar Academy in Paris. Uh, yeah, so he was he was doing some stuff. Um, Steve H uh, and Pete were, in 2010, were special guests at an It Bites charity show for the victims of flooding in Cumbria. Oh, we've just been there. That's right. Love Cumbria. It wasn't flooded when we were there. No, it wasn't. Although it did rain. And you did um you did have a Wii at the side of the road, didn't you? Paul, don't say that. <laughs> I believe it was you that had the Wii by the side I of believe, the road. I believe Oh, you are such a liar. I was not I by the side a, of the I road. I did do a Wii by the side of the road. I wasn't as did by you. the side of the road. All right, you were further I was into deep the woods. in the woods. And sorry, it was an emergency because we'd been driving for two hours and we had another hour to go. There was nothing around. Yeah. There was nowhere to stop anywhere. So <laughs> Look at her justifying her public urination. No, don't say that. <laughs> Listen to her. It was an Your emergency. Honor. Your honour, it was an emergency. Better there than in the car. Yeah, well. And it was deep in the woods, very hidden. Don't think that's a defence. That's not going to wash in court, is well, it? Well, it is. It was it's deep not in like the woods, Your Honour. Because originally you said by the side of the road, which it definitely was it, not. If you commit a crime, it doesn't matter whether it was deep in the woods or <laughs> <laughs> on a public highway, a crime is a crime. Okay, you're just like incriminating yourself then. Yeah, but I'm a lovable rogue and <laughs> I'm an outlaw. That's what I'm known for. I'm an outlaw. <laughs> Being an outlaw. <laughs> the uh, scarlet. Pisser. That's... The cat-hating outlaw. Okay, don't say that <laughs> the cat turned her head to you then. I, you know I don't hate them. You know I love them. She knows I love her the most. I just like dogs as a concept more. Anyway. Oh, we, well, uh, I was talking about the It Bite show, which I would have liked to have gone to because it, it was um, Stephen um, H and Pete and John Wetton playing... Uh, with it bites and they did um Stephen Pete did uh Stephen Pete why am I calling him Steve all of a sudden? H and Pete did Faith and this is the twenty first century, you're gone, and then It Bites came on to do Afraid of Sunlight and Life on Mars with them. And then they all with John Wetton uh did Calling All the Heroes, which is an It Bites song. That, hmm. Um Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. Uh, and of course he, he was working on the Barbieri album during two thousand and 11. God, which... so everyone was quite busy. Yeah, well, plus Marie We're just like, oh, they needed time off to um, replenish their energies. And they, they just, none of them seemed to stop. Well, they were also, they also released the A, A to Z from the Marillion Weekend DVD, which they, they did a cinema screening for, which the band rocked up to. That would have been oh, good, cool. It? Where was that? Like in an actual cinema? Yes, in an actual cinema. That is so cool. I would have liked that. See Marillion in a cinema. Although that said, that said, um, I did years ago with our friend Pedantony go and see U2 in uh, in concert at IMAX, mm. which was in 3D. 
And that was sort of the draw. And we had a beer beforehand. But it was was a bit weird sitting in a cinema to watch a concert. You know, you've obviously not got the same atmosphere. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's not the same, but like... Um... Sasha, my youngest, has just gone to see the Taylor Swift movie. Which is yeah. it's not really a movie, it's like a concert. Mm. And and said the atmosphere in the cinema was amazing. And everyone wow. was singing along and everything. I mean, I know it's not exactly the same as being there live. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it depends who you go with, maybe, or who else is there. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. It's like, you know, I would have of course I would have done it as a one-off or something, but it's not saying I you want to do it every time? No, I'd rather go and see a band live, live. Uh, so, with all this in mind, that they were all so busy, mm. they uh, no wonder that the album ended up a lot of it. Well, not a lot of it, but it had to be finished on tour. <laughs> you know, for the first time, they had oh, to. Wow. It was the first time they worked from their home homes, basically their home studios. For you know, because they were just running out of time. You know, they had a release window. They'd taken so long with it because of the near breakup. And then obviously they were all really busy doing other stuff to recharge their batteries. I mean, none of them really sound like they stopped doing things. Mm. Um, but maybe then, it was just enough to change atmosphere of who they were working with. And yeah, maybe. What they were working on. Maybe. But uh, I know during their American tour, because the, the Sounds of Company made tour, the tour in 2012 was... Um, uh, you know, it was one of their biggest tours for years. So I think they were putting finishing touches to the album in, in the States, if I remember. Um, oh, and of course, they also, they toured with um, Deep Purple as support. Oh, Deep wow. Purple, which a lot of people questioned. It was like Meridian as a support band. But uh, they sort of said it was just to get them to a new audience. Oh. Um, and they got to play some big stages because obviously Deep Purple are slightly bigger band than Meridian shall we say. Uh, and they also did a sort of joint tour with a band called Saga, not the not the elderly person's travel company. Is it Saga, was it Saga do pensions for old people or health insurance? I've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be appropriate if Marillion were, these days if Marillion were sponsored by Saga. <laughs> Is it, I'm going to look it up. Is it Saga Holidays? I've got no uh, idea. Saga, uh, yeah, Saga Holidays. I'm pretty sure Saga Holidays are sort of elderly people. So when they make their album, while they were making their album on the road or yes. putting the finishing touches to it, does that mean Yeah, that... over 50s holidays. Oh, God. Oh. That, mean, oh, that oh, means I'm old. Oh, oh, now the, the age for a Saga holiday. <laughs> yeah, what the yeah. hell? Sorry, you were saying. Well, I was saying, does that mean Mike Hunter was touring with them? Or would they just send no, stuff no, I think to him I think, you back know, home and he'd work on it? We're in the year of sort of logic and things like that, aren't we? So it, it's relatively and I easy the internet. To... Well, it was one of the one of the Gorillas albums. I think Damon Albarn um, recorded the entire thing on an iPad in dressing rooms. Get out! Yeah, wow, the iPads that good. Well, you, it's got you can get kind of garage band and I know you, like you can do um, Final Cut Pro on it, but I've always been too scared because it's like God, my laptop can barely handle it. Yeah, imagine on the iPad, but maybe it's more powerful than I was giving it credit for. Maybe it is, Sanya. What? How would it have enough memory? Okay, so don't worry about it. Oh, I know. Okay. <laughs> don't worry about it. 
It's just fine. It's just let it go. These are important details, Paul. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, they were really busy and doing things they hadn't done before, like the, the, these joint tours. Are like they were only in Germany, and I think a couple of days maybe in Switzerland or or somewhere. But but yeah, um, I guess it was all in the name of of recharging love. the batteries. Would you say love? In the name of love. Yes, once more. In the name of love. Yeah. <laughs> so you too reference. Yeah. <laughs> In case anyone's wondering. Thanks for telling us, Paul. <laughs> it's all right. I like people to be uh, informed. informed. So, um, so that's sort of kind of brought us up to date of of the album. But um, the pre-order, of course, happened as per usual with people's names in the album notes there was also a giveaway where one of the prizes was a private marillion gig i can't remember how that was done i suspect probably at the racket club how cool would that be mm. i mean i know our friends mark and nick got one because they didn't they oh yeah how did they get that well i think mark um our, well mark i think may have won it oh, um cool. and of course he took but our what friend. Was the, what was of the course, our friend Mark took Nick, who is nowhere near as big as a Marillion fan. Well, as me. let it go. Let I was it hurt. go. I was hurt. Wait, by hang it. on. I want to know what the competition I was, was. I was hurt. By oh it. my goodness. I know Mark just likes, yeah, having a drinking buddy, and I don't drink as much as, as Nick. Paul. I was hurt. I've never forgiven Stop him. Stop that. I've never forgiven him. Please. <laughs> what was the I hope he's listening to this so he knows I've never forgiven him. <laughs> Don't listen to him. What's the competition? No, don't mark. No, I've don't never mark. forgiven you. Oh my goodness! He got a private Marillion gig, so I'd kill. He's for allowed it. to take anyone he wants. He's allowed to. Yes, but you know, just when the chips are he'd down, never, I'll, I'll, I'll he'd remember never that. He never promised it to you. I'll remember that. Oh my goodness! Help us all, please. Yeah, next time I win please a please help ne- us. Next all. time I win a competition to go to. Which you're, you're winning competitions all the time, to, aren't you? Next time I win How a competition. How many competitions do you enter? Next time I win a competition to go to um, a tattooed, pierced, half-naked lady competition. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I won't why take him. Why would you be entering that, Paul? Despite Mark. <laughs> That's why. Because <laughs> I know what he likes. <laughs> Oh, dear me. Where were we? Uh, what were you saying? I said, what was the competition? It was just a prize draw if you pre-ordered the album. Oh, okay. Got it. So there were things like soundcheck passes and stuff like that. And I don't know, you know, mostly tap. But come on, private gig. Yeah. I would, you're, you I'm would sorry. find that I'm a bit... I'm sorry you didn't get that, Paul. You would find that a bit awkward, wouldn't you, I think? Maybe, yeah. But like, cool at the same time. I wouldn't find it awkward at all. <laughs> I just find existing awkward. Oh dear. <laughs> oh, I do. Uh hey, listen everyone, before we talk about the um before, before we talk about the uh you know the, the pre-order bit. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna be on Marillion Monthly next time. Oh yeah. I don't know if we're meant to tell you or not. That's exciting. We're gonna be on Marillion Monthly. We recorded it yesterday. That is cool, isn't it? Yes. So you get to see our faces. 
<laughs> Lucky you. I spoke too much and barely gave you a word in edgeways. Oh, no. I prefer that you speak too much because my brain doesn't work as fast well, you, as you yours. You had said to me beforehand, you do all the talking. Cause... Yeah, it's yeah because my brain's not quick enough. Yeah. But I did worry that. I'm I... not afraid to admit that. I know, but I worried how it looked. I'm My, ref- my physical reflexes are quicker than my mental ones. Are they? Yeah, I'm really good <laughs> at catching things. Also good at dropping them, aren't you? <laughs> That's true. That's probably why I'm good at catching them. Yeah, very good at dropping stuff. Excellent at dropping stuff. Oh, so, uh, yeah, so look out for that. We'll obviously be picking it up when the time comes. Marillion, of course, now huge YouTube stars. They just got a 100,000 subscriber YouTube play button. That's so cool. Yeah. Get a load of them. Nice. Nice. Uh, right, so, yes, the pre-order. So I did obviously do the pre-order as... Uh, as is my want. So when did the pre-order start? I can tell you exactly when, Sanya. Um, like, do they start a pre-order before they start creating the actual album? Or does album creation begin first? Well, and then they're like, okay, we've got enough now. It has differed for all of them. And this one certainly was one of the later pre-orders. Uh, which it... Uh, yeah, because they were sort of well into recording at that point. I think it. it I think it launched in April two thousand and twelve. Oh, so quite a what? Quite a way into the album creation. Yeah, process. yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, the album came out. I think for us in September, but I think it may have been released officially in October that year. So it was only really a few months beforehand. Wow. Um. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't a big gap. But the thing is, they it's different from the days of Anarachnophobia and Marbles because now they do the Meridian Weekends and they're not quite so hand-to-mouth. Mm. Um, so they can... they. So the pre-order They don't is, want to be vulgar, but they don't need the money as much. Yeah, so uh, the pre-order is more for the fans to have the benefit of being able to get it early rather than needing... Well, it sounds like it's more for, for the, pay... Well, partly that, but... Well, there's a few reasons why, because when they didn't do the pre-order for somewhere else, everyone was like, why haven't you done a pre-order? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and it also just helps. It's a marketing tool in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, but I guess, you know, that pre-order helps pay for the manufacturing. And once again, you know, sounds that can't be made came in a nice slipcase and a special edition. And the, uh, you know, the whereas before the pre-orders were helping pay for things like the recording and the marketing was, right. you know, obviously they, they had that covered this time. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, I mean, I was, they released, I think, um, well, they released Gaza and power early. Uh, on, yes. I remember. remember that? Oh my goodness. I actually remember. You remember them? Yeah. Yes. Was power first? It's I've so weird because I actually like I remember where I was sitting in our cottage in Bushy, and it being the evening. I remember the living room. I remember your computer. It's so weird. Mm. Uh, and I, I, you know, I loved Power almost immediately, and I couldn't get enough of it. Gaza, I, you know, we'll talk a bit more about it when we get into the songs. Gaza took me a while, not for any kind of political reason or because I objected to anything, but it's just that it's such a dense chunk of music. There's a lot to digest yeah. in it. It's taken me years, actually, to really appreciate Gaza. Really? Fully. There's oh, always wow. been bits that I like, but um, I didn't dislike it ever. I've never disliked Gaza, but it, it's it's just so 
dense and claustrophobic the music obviously so we're getting into discussing the song but you know discuss, yeah the music is so evocative of the message it's trying to convey that i mm. sometimes found, found it quite hard mm. to to love it uh, and that's not necessarily meant as a as a criticism of it but um yeah so they those were the first two bits we heard of it but they were enough to kind of get me excited and then they released an album trailer now that i really loved because there were snippets oh, that in there. i don't remember yeah they released a trailer with bits of bits of different songs in it oh. so i remember being a bit of the the aurora borealis bit of sounds that can't be made and uh bits of sky above the rain and you oh, know wow. and have they done that for the following two albums i can't remember in all honesty. Hmm. Yeah, but that got me more excited, I think, in a way than perhaps the release of Gaza did, uh, because so much of it sounded sort of just lovely. I don't know. It had been a long time since we'd had like a, a whole album of new Marillion music. Yeah, I mean, God, I remember the excitement. The, the air was thick with it and anticipation and excitement. Sorry it's like... That. it. Everything was buzzing. <laughs> well, I just remember it was like really a big deal for you and our mates. Yeah, yeah, I suppose them as well. Because I think, I think, did at least one of them get it before us? Because I know they had some problems with shipping at one point because um, they posted about it on the Meridian website, on the news pages. There was some issue with some of the shipping and people getting it at different times. We didn't all get it on the same day if i remember uh and i don't i definitely didn't i'm pretty sure well shocks. no you didn't because you were in a state every day <laughs> making me run up the road chasing the postman asking him are you sure you didn't have anything for number 52 are you sure <laughs> he thought i was crazy um, you were too embarrassed to do it and i, I was like oh i'll ask him i don't care put me out of my misery yeah <laughs> Every day waiting, but it's waiting by the front door. Do you know what though? That that moment, it that's part of the ritual for me of a new Marillion album. Ever since, because my first Marillion album that I had new, I suppose, as in a new album, was Clutching at Straws. Uh, because you know, in 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 that I was a fan already by the time it was released, whereas. I wasn't such a huge fan of Misplaced Childhood. Came out, I bought Kaylee, um, but I don't think I bought Misplaced Childhood on the day it came out. Wow. For instance, uh, How well, times yeah, have changed. well, yeah, I, that's even, that's hard for me to imagine. Yeah, but it was that album that made me a fan. So right. when I finally got it, yeah, okay, um, that was your turning point. But I can remember the whole ritual around clutching at straws. I think I've talked about this. How I had a mate over after you know, I'd, I'd um. I'd called, I don't know what day would it have been? When did albums used to get released? But I think, uh, so what year was that? So I would have left school. I think uh, our local, uh, Our Price, the record shop, I'd called them in the morning and said, is is it in yet? And they said, no, it's not, hasn't come in yet. And I think I called again at lunchtime. Oh God. And it was like, oh God. And then my <laughs> mate, my mate Phil's coming over. Uh, and oh it no. Was like, oh God. And then I said, do you mind? I'm just going to call our price. And it was like about half four, five o'clock. And they said, yeah, yeah, it's in now. And I said, sorry, you've got to go. I'm going to have to, 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 to get the album. <laughs> I did. Aww. I literally booted him out and got you my dad to take me, take me to the record shop. I, um, I can imagine you doing that even to this day. Yeah. 
um, and then actually weirdly then the subsequent album um, Season's End I was with him again we were in uh, we were out at one lunchtime and went to get a burger and I just bought Season's End on tape and he had a Walkman with him and I said can I buy your Walkman please and I was listening to Season's End <laughs> oh, while we were having a Burger King <laughs> On his Walkman, my bad friend. Oh, I mean, this is the thing. I remember when Sounds Like Can't Be Made came out when you finally received your copy and then you just disappeared for like the entire day, if not two days, laying on the sofa with your headphones on, listening to it. And it was like, do not approach Paul. He's in his cave. Certainly don't approach me for that first listening. Oh, no, no, no. Do not for that first listen. Wouldn't dream of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's just become part of it. And then if there was that, that sort of weird period where I was uh, working at Teletext and I'd kind of get promo copies of the albums. And so, you know, there, that became a different sort of ritual. But, uh, yeah, it's always been a it, that day, you know, that, that new album release is, um, yeah, I wonder how many other people can, you know, and I, I can remember where they were. The day yeah, that. weird. Because I can remember for most of them, I think. Pretty much all the Marillion albums I can remember the day I got them. Oh, wow. And, you know, the circumstances around them. Yeah. So I wonder if others are the same. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, and you can, you know, it's a great sort of metric by which to measure your life and kind of go, where was I at On this that point? day, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you think of you and I, you know, it sounds like can't be made. But again, you know, that's a, it's a real... You know, if you were writing a TV show and you just jumped, it was called like Meridian Launch Day. And kind of, you, know, you jump to different <laughs> stages of someone's life yeah. and see where they are um, on that that day. Yeah. Who'd have thought back then we'd be doing a Meridian podcast? I know. Life is bizarre. Yeah. I'm being uh, interviewed by Lucy from Meridian Monthly. I never would have guessed that back then. No. Funny our life, isn't it? Chasing the postman. Yeah. Who thought I was a nutcase. Yeah. Something just fell that? down upstairs. <laughs> it's probably that sounded like the, the tooth that's no, that sounded like the toothbrushes. No, it was probably the mouthwash. Oh, that keeps falling off, yeah, doesn't it? Does I anyone else have it. this problem? <laughs> it's only because the window's open. And there's a poltergeist as well. Could be that. Could be that. They poltergeist with bad breath. <laughs> oh, just put some mouthwash, guys. Sorry, I was just leaning forward to see how long uh, we've been talking for. Long enough, how I think. Long? I think long enough. Oh, okay hey, then. Hasn't this been a really pleasant episode? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even meant it to be. Crazy. I haven't even, even See, we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> See everyone, we can be. We we don't have to be hateful. <laughs> we can be nice. I haven't even. Uh, we haven't even health whinged. We haven't health whinged. What the hell? What? We haven't. Uh, What's wrong with us that we haven't health whinged? I haven't introduced or debuted my new impression of of Ian Mosley. No, you haven't. I've been doing it around the house, haven't I? You have. Would you like to introduce your new impression? You ready for this? I have to do... I know they can't see the, the actions. You can imagine what I'm doing. What, fuckers? <laughs> you're, you're shaking your head, but you're also grinning. 
I don't know I, what I, to I, think I, of I, you I, anymore. I think we should do a, a a play for Christmas starring all of them. Aww. Oh, what's that? What, like a, that's a, a weird response. Oh. <laughs> oh, what a sweet idea. <laughs> really we will reunite. Yeah. Oi, what do you want? What What, what do you want for Christmas, brothers? <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> that wasn't the Ian impression. I didn't do that well. More like, ah. Uh... <laughs> Oi. What is going on? I'm, I'm it, taking a drag. <laughs> oh no! Sorry, that probably so that's confused. probably a bit lost on audio. What I was doing, the the sort. Of, Let uh, me close my eyes and see. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's White lost. Prats. That's completely lost. It is lost. It just sounds like me slurping. Does it? Yeah. A little oh, bit. I was just hoping it would pick up on, on the mic. Anyway, um, the uh, we're going to the roundhouse soon, aren't we? When I, I have no idea. That? I'm so. I've no idea what day it is. It's a, oh no, I do, but I don't know when it is. Do you know what bothers me about the Camden Roundhouse? It's not round. It's it's more sort of circular, isn't it? What's the difference? <laughs> it's more like a cylinder. Is that what? <laughs> um. The cylinder house doesn't have quite the same ring to it, does it? Just going to the Camden r- cylinder house. <laughs> Can House. <laughs> Camden Can House. Uh, 26th, we're there. The 26th. Okay. Uh, oh, God, that's a busy week. Why? Yeah. There's nothing else in the calendar. Why? 18th, then it's my oh. daughter's birthday on the 24th. Well, the 18th is the previous we're in Derby. weekend. Yeah, oh, okay. So don't worry about that. It's just two busy weekends. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right, that's probably enough for this week. That'll do, won't it? Um, so next week, hopefully, we're actually going to get into the weeds of sound that's, that can't be made. Finally. Wow. It's been a long time since we've done an album. It has. I hope I remember how to do it. You do. You just listen you to it. say that with confidence. What you do is you listen to it. Yes. You write your notes down by hand. Yeah. Then you transcribe them. How did you know? Because I've been doing this podcast How with you for years now. How did you know that? I didn't now. think you paid attention. Oh, my God. I the... pay attention to everything you do. Oh. You'll be surprised Sometimes I do write you. notes in my phone, then transcribe them, then type them up. Yeah. And then uh, we have the whole issue of you reading those notes out on the podcast which these which episodes comes across so clunky well it doesn't because i have to edit them but those, yeah. those episodes both like of us teeth. both of us they're really difficult episodes because we have to try and remember our notes or refer to our notes yeah and then it sounds like i'm reading and so i don't know we end up making a lot of errors don't we yeah uh, so they're much I'm harder I'm curious episodes. to see whether it's easier this time, considering you know the I'm album, already yeah. a little bit more familiar with the songs mm. and maybe having had that extra 10 years, to pro- however many years it's been, to process the music might have might make it easier to talk about it. Uh, uh, no, you don't think so. Uh, you don't sound confident. I just know you when you're reading that you you get lost and then you second guess yourself and you go, oh, let me start again. Let me start again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let me do that again. Um, <laughs> do you know you even did it when we were doing the Meridian Monthly thing? You went, oh, my, that, that sounded weird. And then... <laughs> oh, I know. I do it all the time. I do that just in daily life. You're talking and I go, oh, that sounded weird. Try and edit weird. myself. Yeah. Well, Re-edit you should, how I've You don't I've need spoken. to edit yourself, my dearest, because you're perfect. 
Hmm. I suddenly feel suspicious. What? <laughs> right. Uh, hey, go and watch our YouTube channel, Digitizer. Um, we. Okay. Yeah. Didn't on, see we, that coming. We, well, we're trying to get some more viewers because we know we're doing really good stuff at the moment. Mm. Traveling around. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we got a Greta Green in our latest one where. Um, we get lost in a maze. We get lost in a maze and talk about our romance <laughs> or situation. Do we? <laughs> Well, we no, we talk a bit about our wedding. Anyway, right, everyone, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Be good, behave, be safe. Bye. Bye. <laughs>